Good morning. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be now and ever acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. This passage comes towards the end of a very action-packed chapter. It begins with the death of John the Baptist in verses 1 to 12. And in verse 13, we learn that the disciples came, John's disciples, that is, came and told Jesus what had happened. And immediately, he wanted to go away and be by himself. I think the death of John the Baptist would have touched him very much. After all, he was family. John's mother and Jesus's mother were cousins. So we don't know that they met when they were children, but they may have done at family parties and weddings and such like. We know that they met at least once down by the River Jordan. And we know too that they sent messages to one another at least once. And Jesus's instinct, having heard about what happened to John, was to go away by himself and pray. So he got in a boat and he tried to do that. Tried to be alone by himself so he could talk to Father God and sort out just what this meant. But the crowd followed him. And Jesus, having compassion on them, gave them the time and the space that he actually needed for himself. And he ministered to them. We learn that he healed them. He probably taught them. And certainly, towards the end of that section, he fed them too. And having satisfied them, he sent them away. And he sent the disciples away too, while he got the time he needed to spend with God in prayer, in supplication, just the space he wanted, just the space he needed. But while he was there by himself, a storm blew up. Our disciples were in a boat, at least four of them knew how to handle a boat, but the storm was such that they were afraid. It was a mighty wind, well, tempestuous seas. And then we get to verse 22. Jesus had seen their distress. In most Bibles, most of the ones I looked at anyway, this little bit is called Jesus walks on the water. But that's not what it says in the text. It doesn't say Jesus came to them, Jesus walked on the water towards them. It says Jesus came walking on the water. The walking on the water just explained how he could get to them since they were in the middle of the sea and he was on the dry land. The important thing is that Jesus came. In the midst of their distress, in the middle of a storm, when they feared for their lives, when they were anxious, Jesus came. There are lots of times in the Bible, in the New Testament, particularly in the Gospels, when Jesus came. He came to a woman at a well, lonely, rejected. He came to Jericho where there was a blind man begging. He came to the bottom of a sycamore tree where Zacchaeus was hiding because nobody really liked him very much. He came to the home of Jairus, 
he came to visit Peter's mother-in-law. He came to the woman facing stoning, a, a gruesome way to die. When people needed him, he came. And I think this is what the gospel writer wanted to say to those first Christians who read these words. When they were facing persecution, when they were facing death, when they were facing rejection from the community they'd grown up in, Jesus came. Of course, the disciples were frightened. They thought it must be a ghost walking on the water. They hadn't seen anybody else do that. So what did Jesus say to them? Well, the first thing he said to them was, take heart, be encouraged. And he said this while the storm was still raging, while the tempest was still billowing all around them, while the wind was still howling, he said, take heart, be encouraged. And why should they take any notice of those words? Because of the next thing he said. He said, take heart, it is I. But in the Greek, what he actually said was, I am, ergo Amy, although I probably pronounced that wrongly. I am. The very words that God spoke to Moses when Moses said, who shall I say sent me? And God replied, tell them, I am sent me. I am the God who was totally faithful to his people, the God who brought Abraham out to make a nation of him, who made sure there was provision for them in time of famine so they could come to Egypt, the God who saved them from Egypt, the God who fed them and gave them water in the desert, the God who brought them to the land that he promised them. I am, says Jesus. Be encouraged. I am. Do not be afraid. I think this is a message that many people need to hear now. In the midst of this pandemic, in our own personal struggles, when we have insecurity about what's happening, when we are anxious and afraid and the tempest seems to be raging all around us, be encouraged. I am. Do not be afraid. I think that there are Christians at the moment who are going through times of doubt for whom this time has been a real trial. Be encouraged. I am. Do not be afraid. There's a world out there that doesn't understand what's going on. There are people out there without hope. There are people in despair. There are people who are afraid of what's happening. We have a message for them. Be encouraged. I am. Do not be afraid. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have promised that you will be with us, that in the midst of the storm, you say, be encouraged, 
I am. Do not be afraid. Heavenly Father, help us to put our trust in you, to know that you are, you are faithful, you are just, you are true, you are righteous. And whatever happens, you are, you were, you always will be. You are our rock. You are the hedge and the wall around us. You are the covering wings. Be encouraged, said Jesus. Take heart. I am. Do not be afraid. And to his name be all the glory. Amen.